Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Hello there and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast right here on arsblog.oleole.com. Hope we find you well. Sorry for the enforced absence last week, but uh, that was due to circumstances beyond my control caused by things which were entirely in my control. Of course, last week we were in Barcelona and, and the journey back uh, on Thursday after two days in Barcelona of rather, you wouldn't say heavy drinking, but constant um, consistent drinking, I suppose you would say. Uh, I left me in rather poor shape, I'm afraid. Uh, my voice was gone, and I just felt deeply unwell. Not necessarily anything to do with the football, but unwell, like sick, vomity, because that's the way I was on the plane. I had to sit there for an hour on the plane, trying my very best not to be sick everywhere, uh, which would have been most unfair on the two girls who were asleep beside me and all the other passengers, of course. So I decided I'd try and uh, block out the sick feeling by listening to music. So I put my iPod on and every song I listened to, uh, rather than make the time go faster, each song was about 17 minutes long. It was like the 80s remix of each song. You know, they just played the, the song the way a song was remixed in the 80s. They just played three minutes of the song and then put in two and a half minutes of drums and then brought the song back in again and put another two and a half minutes of drums at the end with maybe a little bit of percussion and this was called the extended dance remix that's what was going on with all the music so i was unfortunately in no fit state uh, to do an arse cast last uh, week so my apologies for that nevertheless what a good show we've got for you today well i think it's a good show well it's a better show than last week's I'll tell you that much. On the way to talk about Spurs and the fallout and all the other associated bits and pieces of that, uh, very shortly, is Gunnar Hollick from GunnarHollick.com, as well as that Arshavin is here. Who else have we got? Uh, Sylvester is here, some poetry from Tony Adams. We've got some news and bits and bobs and all that kind of stuff going on. 
Uh, so, between the last Irish cast and this Irish cast, well, a lot's happened. The whole Barcelona thing, not really worth talking about. We've been there, done that, and uh, gotten over it. Uh, the Spurs game, of course, is the one uh, which is attracting most of our attention, most of our focus at this point. And I have to say, recording this on Thursday night uh, to be broadcast on Friday or whenever it is that you're listening to it, I don't feel that bad about it, to be honest. Um, I thought I would feel a lot worse losing uh, the 11-year or 10-11-year unbeaten record to Spurs, putting an end to our title hopes, them actually winning a game against us, and, of course, releasing a commemorative DVD within 24 hours. of I mean, what can you say about that? 24 hours later, uh, less than that, they've got a DVD for sale. I mean, I understand end-of-season DVDs, but beating Arsenal DVDs, come on. I suppose it's a measure of how rare it actually happens uh, that they, they get them out there as quickly as they possibly can. Um, what can you say about the game that we haven't already spoken about? Saul Campbell, absolutely magnificent. And I know he's got a point to prove every time he goes back there. The booing and the chanting and everything that went on at him uh, from the first whistle last night uh, was intense. And that's a, a difficult thing, I suppose, for anybody to deal with. But a professional like Saul who was uh, focused entirely on his own performance and the team performance, uh, rose above it and played the best game I think I've seen him play for many, many years. Uh, It was a a hark back to his old days, uh, and particularly his first visit uh, back at White Hart Lane when he was uh, outstanding that day too. And it was interesting to watch Saul before the game. He was breathing deeply. He was almost like a a cross between a boxer and a sprinter, getting ready, you know, breathing deeply. And he was geeing up all the players around him. You could see him do it individually, from going from one player, and he was going, come on, come on, let's do this. And it was disappointing uh, that he didn't necessarily get the reaction from uh, some of his teammates uh, that that deserved, that his uh, experience in the game and his desire to win the game deserved. That was a bit uh, disappointing for me. Maybe that's just me, but... Uh, on the night, we just didn't get going. Didn't have enough players who played as well as they could and should have played. Uh, Almunia for the goal. I mean, what a, a wonder strike, I suppose. You can call it a wonder strike. But another word for a wonder strike, of course, is fluke. Uh, and Danny Rose won't ever do that again in his career. Not in a million years, he won't ever do that again. Second goal was atrocious defending. Uh, And after that, it was going to be very difficult. Um, Robin Van Persie's introduction made a huge difference. But, you know, it just wasn't enough on the night. We got the goal back through Bennett. But like I said, I don't feel as disappointed as maybe I should. Even though our title challenge is over, we've challenged pretty much to the end of the season. And I don't think too many of us expected that, especially not at the end of January, having just lost consecutive games uh, to Chelsea and to Manchester United. Uh, 11 points behind and you're thinking well there's season over and that to me at that time was much more disappointing than this feels now it really was Uh, the fact that we've managed to get ourselves back into it claw our way back into it almost to the uh, top of the table again and then we've suffered of course through all the injuries and and we know about that and I'm not making excuses uh, but it would have been a very different game with a fully fit Van Persie, a fully fit Arshavin, fully fit uh, Fabregas, fully fit Gallas, uh, and whoever else, I don't know, fully fit George Wood in goal would have been different. 
But, I, you know, it, we've got to be proud of that, of the character that they've shown. And, yes, this is a team which has flaws and deficiencies, and there are things which very badly need to be fixed in this team. I think we all know what they are. But we can't be blind to the fact that they've shown a huge amount of character, a huge amount of bottle uh, to get themselves back into this. And if we've fallen by the wayside at this point, well, that's an accumulation of uh, of all those things, the injuries, uh, the flaws that we have in the team. But credit where credit is due. The boys have, have done us proud in recent weeks and recent months uh, to come back from the disappointments of the Chelsea and United games. It would have been easy for our season to go into free fall then. It really would have been. You know, we could be scrapping now for fourth or we could be in a situation like Liverpool. Remember, Liverpool finished second last year. They're not going to make the Champions League this year. So um, when you look at it uh, at that point of view, it's disappointing the way it happened at White Hart Lane. Um, but it's uh, a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence for some people. Some Arsenal fans, young Arsenal fans, will never have known us lose a game to Tottenham in the league. Imagine, 11 years or 1999 last time it happened. And that was because we had two players sent off. Remember? Keown and was it Jumberg? Oh, it was Freddie. And he kicked the door. He kicked the door, dressing room door off, which is only right and proper. Um, so there you go. What can you say? I should Maybe I should be more unhappy or more downbeat, but, you know, uh, I'm just not. Uh, right. I think probably now we should go and talk to Gunnar Hollick. No, before we go talk to Gunnar Hollick, uh, news update. I'm told news update, yes. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 52 weeks a year, 10 years a decade, 100 years a century, 1,000 years a millennium. This is Spy News on the Hour, every hour. Good evening. The main news this hour. A man has been arrested and charged with murder in North London. 57-year-old Glenn Mabbott was arrested after CCTV footage showed him viciously stabbing another man in the chest. The victim has been named locally as Trevor Awesome of Islington. Mabbott, a Spurs fan, was said to be outraged that Awesome, a fan of local rivals Arsenal, did not rise to his, what police call, retarded banter in the wake of Spurs' first win over Arsenal in 11 years. And to commemorate the occasion, Spurs are releasing a full-length DVD of the murder. It will feature the stabbing in full CCTV HD, as well as interviews with famous ex-Spurs players, such as Justin Edinburgh, Stefan Everson, and that really fat bloke who plays for West Ham now. You know the fella, the terrorist one. Also, an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at N5 Sucks, Spurs players' new boy band, featuring David Bentley, Jermaine Genus, Tom Huddleston, and Aaron Lennon and their debut single, Ooh Girl, I'm Gonna Sex You in Your Sex Bit and then get sick down your front and you love it because I'm a footballer and totally mustard. The DVD is on sale this Friday from www.spurs.com forward slash sad cunts for just nine ninety nine. And I'm sure that literally tens of copies of that have been sold at this stage. Talk about a money spinner. Leaving it all behind now to talk more about Spurs and everything else that's gone on. I'm glad to welcome back to the Arscast Gunnar Hollick. Hello there. 
Hello there, blogs. Do you mind if for once I'm a little mannered and don't thank you for inviting me on today? I, I will accept that, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I understand completely where you're coming from. Uh, the Spurs game obviously is top of the agenda. The result, terribly disappointing to lose, not lose the title, but more or less lose the title at White Hart Lane, having lost to Spurs for the first time since 18-whatever-it-was, uh, obviously is, is a painful thing. But for me, what disappointed me most was uh, the lack of performance or the lack of effort from from certain players, and I'm not pointing fingers, but I just want to compare and contrast Saul Campbell, for example, who's 35 years of age, who, who was uh, so up for it, won every header, every tackle, and we know it's a special game for him. But why couldn't other players have taken their cue from him? Do you think that it's uh, possibly a situation that some of the Arsenal players of this uh, of this moment don't understand the North London derby quite as well as they should? I'm not sure that it's that, because if it was last night in isolation, then I would take the point and probably agree with you wholeheartedly. But I think if you look at, we've had two Wednesday games in a row where the season has just fallen apart. The Champions League went in Barcelona uh, before uh, the Tottenham debacle. And in both games... um, you can understand, although it's not an excuse, that we are short of five of our six highest-earning players and, ergo, our better players. But what you can't forgive is the fact that those come in do not put in the kind of effort that you saw from the Barcelona players and from the Tottenham players. The difference between the two sides in both matches was not what the opposition did with the ball, because frankly, Tottenham didn't do anything very special with it at all, other than the guy's first goal before people start shouting at me. (laughs) But, you know, in possession of the ball, Tottenham were absolutely no threat. But what they did when they didn't have the ball was they worked like Billio to get it back. They had an excellent... They defended their final 30 yards with two banks of four and gave us no room to work. Uh, and Barcelona the same. Whenever they didn't have the ball, there were two or three players coming to it within a split second, closing us down. And that was the way we were playing at the start of the season, of course. Mm. Somewhere along the line, that went. We stopped closing players down from the front. And it's that lack of application, I think, that's hurting. Because actually, technically, there was nothing wrong with the Arsenal performance against Tottenham. Um, They they just ran into a brick wall and some would say ran out of steam. Mm. But the fact that they didn't work very hard or as hard as the opposition is the bit that's hard to take. Uh, Yeah, well, well, that that begs the question then, doesn't it? Because, you know, absolutely we're missing players and there's a lack of quality, which uh, is understandable when you're missing you know, your your best players and the likes of Sask and Arshavin and Van Persie, who only just came back, and we'll touch on him in, in a few moments' time. Um, so lack of quality, you can understand, but lack of effort and application. Wh- why aren't these guys willing to do what Saul Campbell did, and that was win every ball, go the extra mile to win the tackles? Um, th- that's the big question. You probably don't have an answer for it, because I don't either. Well, I don't, but I think perhaps we're being a bit harsh on Sunday. You've got to think of that side that played at Tottenham is that the half of the players who came in who might not otherwise have been there have actually played a lot more games than they, you would have expected them to play this season. And so but there's possibly an argument for saying 
there's, there's been physical demands on them that, that they weren't expecting and that they've not been prepared for or whatever. I know that's a, that's a moot point, but, but I, I, I don't think not the, the lack of effort is down to a lack of anything physical in terms of conditioning. But mentally, you just wonder whether they got a little bit jaded as a result of all the football that they've been playing. I, I know I'm touching at straws here, <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're not bad players. When you look at, the, if you take out individual performances other than Tottenham or Barcelona, you've had a run of 13 games where we knew we had to win basically all 13 to take the league title. And they've put an absolutely tremendous effort into doing that. When you look at the the, the last gasp wins they've been pulling out of the hat, Again, when they haven't perhaps played so well, but they've shown real character and fought to the end, um, there's a lot to be said for them. But, you know, like you say, there's something that worries you that they won't put in that effort at this stage of the season when so much is at stake. Mm. All right. Well, we, we'll try not to examine that in, in too great a detail because it's a, it's a difficult question to answer. I think, uh, yeah. personally, I think the, uh, the, the fact that they've had to keep going to the 90th minute or the 94th minute, 95th minute in some games has, has physically taken a toll and when you don't have the, the opportunity to sure. rotate those players. You know, when you win a game on 70 minutes and it's 3-0 and you take off a couple of players and you can just uh, ping the ball around the pitch, it's not, as, it's not as physically taxing. It doesn't excuse it, but perhaps it's, uh, it's one of the reasons. Um, uh, the goalkeeper, I just want to touch on very quickly, uh, Manuel Almunia, in my opinion, could have done better for the first goal last night. Um is that a top priority for you come the summer, a new goalkeeper? Um, uh, in a word, yes. You know as much, well as I do how much I hate criticising individuals. Mm-hmm. But the fact remains that every time I've spoken to you this season, every time you watch the fans forum on a Friday night, the question of the goalkeeper comes up. And I think up until this season, I've been a staunch defender of him. And last season, I thought he was as good a goalkeeper as there was in the Premiership. But it has to be said, if you look at the goals we've shipped this season, there have been two basic reasons. One is the fact that although we have half a dozen very good defenders, we don't have a very good defence. And the other is the number of individual goalkeeping errors. But, you know, there may be reasons behind the scenes for it. But I'm afraid in the position that we're in, I think now is the time to say, you know, cut your losses and you have to be ruthless. We have to go and acquire somebody else who is going to instill some confidence in that defence. But that brings up another question entirely. What will the defence be next year? Ah, okay. well, that's one we can explore at a later date because uh, there's so many permutations going on there. Um, Okay. well, let's let's not wallow in misery and let's try and look at um, some some positive things if we can. Robin Van Persie got 20 odd minutes uh, against Spurs uh, the other night and showed in those 20 minutes. Uh, what we've been missing, that touch of class, that little bit extra that he can bring to the team, and, and he really perked everybody up around him when he came back on. He did, and it was quite a surprise to see him play so well, so quickly. And I think, uh, you know, it was a point that was made on the television commentary, actually. The very first touch he had was something special in the middle of the park. His second touch was that excellent turn and volley, uh, that very nearly got us the goal we desperately needed. It was a surprise to see someone who's been out for so long 
come back and start so well. Uh, and let's hope that he'll now get another, uh, well, certainly the last few games under his belt and uh, get some match fitness back in and get his the old Robin Van Persie back. That's who we want back in August because there's no doubt we missed him for a large chunk of this season. Mm, and maybe in the meantime we can save up and buy him one of those inflatable suits so n- nothing can break him. <laughs> Fig- make, figure out a way of letting him play in those so nothing can break One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's a brand new year, and what better time to get going with that online store you've been thinking of? Those I was there when Arsenal actually scored a goal t-shirts would fly off the shelves right now. And to get yourself up and running, you need Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way through to the did we hit a million order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort with thanks to Shopify magic, your AI powered all star. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash arsblog, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash arsblog now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash arsblog. Um, Okay, overlooked, I suppose. Well, not overlooked, I suppose, but it's difficult to, to step back and look at things. We're only two points behind Manchester United. Second place in the table is up for grabs, which would be, when it comes down to it, how do you measure progress is where you finish in the league every season. It would be significant progress, you know, to, 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 uh, to go up two league positions. Only two points in it. Uh, as disappointed as we are, we've got to keep going. The squad's a bit patched up going to Wigan on, on Sunday, but... Uh, we've got to keep at it and and try and get maximum points from our last games. Oh, and I'm sure we will be. I've no doubt that the right things are being said in the training ground and the guys are being motivated and being told, you know, I think you've made the point somewhere uh, yesterday, I think, that Arsenal are taking a lot of supporters up to Wigan on the weekend. There's going to be you know, a whole bunch of us at the last two home games. There's another bunch of people going to Blackburn. Arsenal will get good support for these last four games, and they're going to want to see a show from people, and they're going to want to see some effort, and they're going to see some evidence that, well, actually, you know, put four wins together, 
And then let's start going into Billy Liar territory and thinking, well, you know, Tottenham took points off us last night. Why can't they take points off Chelsea on Saturday? And you know I'm going where I don't want to go and it's not going to happen, but we must win those last four games for that reason just in case the miracle happens. Absolutely. It's not going to be easy against Wigan on Sunday because they're right in the midst of the relegation battle. Uh, they're a decent enough side. I think they're a better side than the results have shown. And they've got a bit of a form against some of the bigger sides. They beat Liverpool. Uh, so we've got to be a little bit careful. I, I was going to ask you about the team. What, what sort of team? How is he going to change things? But I think we've got just about uh, 11 um, Absolutely, and what's more worrying about that is that you know that the eleven is going to include two senior central defenders, one of whom gave it everything last night, and who, in the normal course of events, probably wouldn't play at the weekend. Mm. And and his old mate, who you know, it's not his fault, Sylvester. You can't. I, I tried not to be critical of him as well, because at no stage has he been able to put together a run of games to give himself match fitness to improve his standing in everybody's eyes. But, you know, it's a catch-22. He's not going to get them. And, you know, all right, he's probably going to get himself four games now and say goodbye and take his money and pack his rucksack and go. And, well, thank you, but, you know, no thanks. Don't come back next year. Au revoir, Mikael. Uh, right well seeing as uh, we're heading towards the end of the season and this is probably the last time we're going to talk to you uh, before the Arscast takes a summer break uh, in general how, how have you viewed the season quickly do you see progress do you see positives um, despite yeah, the disappointments you'd be surprised if I didn't say otherwise but yes and despite the disappointments of the last week, let's put it into perspective it is only a week and when you look at the course of the nine months um, I think they've been absolutely extra special in terms of the league performance. If you take out the obvious disappointments against Manchester United and Chelsea, and you look at they, how they've played and performed against more or less everybody else, I mean, you can take out Sunderland away as a blip. The Birmingham draw, I think, was the first nail in the coffin. And of course, Tottenham the other night. But generally, our performances against all of the sides that we should be beating have been, the results at least, have been very good. Um, I think probably over the summer, they'll look at this 4-3-3 formation and wonder, depending on what players he's got around for next season, whether he might not change that for certain games. I think where we lost against Manchester United and Chelsea was we got overwhelmed in midfield using that formation um, to get outplayed as comprehensively as we did at home by both of those sides was, I think, a result of that. So I think he's going to look at the formation going forward for certain games, but I think in terms of this season, in order to answer your question, there's an awful lot of positives to take out of it. Players who have who would not have expected so many games, have got that much more experience under their belt. I was looking around this morning on the, the, the back at yesterday's uh, forum comments, and people would like to get rid of about nine or ten players in that squad. <laughs> well, not a minute. It isn't going to happen because we can't afford to replace them, people. So these guys have now got a little bit extra experience behind them. Next season, please, yes, I know, we said it last time. Next season, they're going to come on a little bit better. But we're talking about squad players here. You still have a group of 15 or 16 top-class, top-quality players 
who, if you can just get some defensive organisation in there, I think we're going to be an outstanding side next season as a result of the progress that's been made this. All right, well, positive outlook as always. Uh, thank you for your time this season and uh, we'll uh, definitely speak to you next time. Well, I'll speak to you next weekend at the game. Gunnar Hollick, thank you very much. Brilliant, thanks for that, blog. Bye-bye. Cheers to Gunnar Hollick, and I'm sure I'm preaching to the converted here, but if you're not already a regular visitor to his site, you should make yourself one. www.gunnarhollick.com is where you'll find him, his blog, uh, and his comments, which are called the drinks. The drinks. Drinks and Arsenal, they go together like Sonny and Schur. Um Well, they broke up, didn't they? And then he skied into a tree and, and died. So that's uh, not so good. Um, Bonnie and Clyde, no. They both got shot to death. Hmm. Dempsey and Makepeace. I don't really care what happened to Dempsey, but... Makepeace. Anyway, before we continue, uh, I'm not saying Gunnar Hollick looks like Makepeace. He really, really doesn't. He'd be an awful lot more popular if he did. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Before we go on, this guy. Hello, everyone. It's me again, Sylvester. What a terrible result we had just on that against Tottenham. I had my chance to come on and show the Arsenal fans what I can do. I was so determined. But in the second half, just as it started, that horrible, ugly man, Gareth Bale, broke the offside trap and scored the goal to make it 2-0 to them. It really hurt, I have to say. I mean, the sensation is not entirely new to me. I've been taken from behind and fucked by a chimp before, but you'll never get used to it. Oh, baby! Sylvester will return on another Arscast in the future, but for how many more weeks do we have him? If Sylvester leaves as a character... Do we keep him here, or do we wish him a lightly oiled, fake-tanned, white-speedoed, heavily-lubed goodbye? I think we might have to, folks. I think we might have to. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about Cesc Fabregas and the chairman, Peter Hillwood, and Barcelona. And there was an article that appeared on Soccernet. The chairman was talking to them, and apparently there was a deal done where Barcelona said they wouldn't bid for Cesc. Uh, The chairman said... There was a private conversation that took place in the boardroom and assurances have been made at the highest possible level. Arsenal do not expect those to be broken. Barcelona, of course, are saying, that's a lot of old crap. Chicky Bollockstein, I can never pronounce his uh, surname, but Bollockstein will do quite nicely. If Barcelona think he's necessary for the team, then we'll go for him. Always respecting negotiations. Lying cunts. Uh, we never said that we will not try to sign Cesc Fabregas. We'll see what will happen. Of course, the thing is, any deal you do with the current Barcelona board or president is entirely irrelevant come the summer because Barcelona are getting a new president. That's why there's going to be this election. There's going to be all these promises made that we're going to sign this guy and that guy. And the other guy will say, well, I'm going to sign this guy and that guy. And I'm going to give everyone a free pie. And the other guy says, well, I'm going to sign this guy, that guy. I'll give everyone a free pie and an iPhone. And the other guy said, well, there was um, this guy, that guy, free pie, iPhone. I give you an iPad. And it'll go like that until one of the fucking tedious cunts get vo- gets voted in uh, to be president of Barcelona. And Cesc Fabregas will be a pie or an iPhone or an iPad. That's the simple thing. Uh, that's what's going to happen this summer. Uh, so whatever's happened at boardroom level, 
really makes no difference. Uh, however, this was an interesting comment. Uh, the chairman said, if you want my opinion, I'm not sure he'd even get in their team. Do they need him? I'm not sure they do. Now, this seems to have caused a lot of um, disquiet among certain Arsenal fans who've gone, well, how dare he say he wouldn't get in Barcelona's team? But I think he's just speaking honestly. We saw Barcelona play us twice. And Barcelona in Xavi have a player who does what Cesc does. And at 30 years of age is in the uh, very prime of his career. Cesc Fabregas is a wonderful player. I love him. I do. I love him like he was my own, like a, like a dog that I love. Not like a dog, but you know. Like, uh, like my iPhone. I love him like my iPhone. And I want him to stay in Arsenal for a long time. But looking at it realistically, do Barcelona need to sign Cesc Fabregas this summer? No, they don't. Not even close. Were they struggling to win things and win games and get trophies and play people off the park? Then you might say, well, yes, they could probably do it, someone like Cesc. As it stands, to make things a little more fair, they should probably be forced to sign me this summer. Just to make them that little bit more human, that little bit more crap, you know. I don't need Cesc. So I don't understand why people are uh, upset at the chairman for saying that. When he says, I'm not sure he would even get in their team, it's not a slight on Cesc or his ability because we all know Cesc is a fantastic player. It's basically saying that Barcelona uh, don't really have a place for him at the moment. And as long as that is true, I'm happy because then it means he stays with us. So I don't see Cesc going anywhere this summer, thankfully. I really don't. Uh, and I hope he signs a new contract, and um, yeah. But we should be prepared, I think, for uh, some fairly serious stuff going on this summer. There's going to be all kinds of stories that we're going to have to try and ignore as much as possible. And, of course, on the blog, we'll try and uh, shoot those down as much as we possibly can. But that's all still to come in the summer. Uh, before we go on with the final part of the show, here's our Shavin. Hello, I am our Shavin, and uh, this week I am... Very busy, not uh, with football, because I still have injury, but with website, answer many questions from uh, fan of our shaving, and also make new idea for next season. I'm going to do calendar. But recreate classics of art. So, where before is Mona Lisa, later Mona Andre. Except uh, I will be topless with nipples. Women will like. This week in football, Arsenal lose to Tottenham. Is a rare thing to happen, like a vodka shortage in St. Petersburg. But after game, I am at home and phone ring. Hello, this is Arshevin. Uh, this is how I say. And voice goes, hello, this is Pavlichenko. And he say, ha, ha, ha. Tottenham beat Arsenal. We are best. We are best. Me, me, me. So I say to him, three things, Pavlichenko. One, I'm not playing game 
So don't score goal. Two, you play whole game and not score goal. So even when I don't play, I am as good as you. And uh, three thing, next time we play for Russia, I make you my prison bitch. <laughs> Except it will not be funny for you. <laughs> Only I may laugh. Arshavin will return at some point very soon. Now, coming up this weekend, Wigan away. Uh, the pressure's off in, in a way, isn't it, really? Because um, the title challenge is more or less over unless Chelsea do something absolutely ridiculous in their last uh, four or five games. Unless they fuck it up in incredible style. Uh, it, it's all over. So pressure's off a little bit uh, from our point of view. Nevertheless, you want to finish as high as you possibly can. As we were talking about with Gunnar Hollick earlier on, second place will be a big improvement for this team, and, and that's what they've got to aim for. Team news is that Danielson has got a bit of a groin problem. Uh, Thomas Vermalen is out for the rest of the season, which, of course, is only three or four games. Uh, that calf injury is going to keep him out uh, after what has been a very successful and impressive debut campaign for him. Hopefully, we can get somebody in alongside him next season uh, when all the others leave uh, and they can form a good partnership. Uh, Alex Song, of course, is still out. He's got a uh, groin problem, crack, calf, sideshow, Bob Hare problem. I'm not sure quite what it is. Uh, so that means probably Sylvester and Campbell again in the center of defense. Nevertheless, uh, what can you do? You just go along and see what happens. Uh, Wigan are an all right side. They're scrapping for their lives. They've got some decent players. There's uh, Rodeaga, who's been linked with a move to us. He scored a couple of really good goals um, in Zogbia. Although I'm always deeply suspicious of people that have an apostrophe in their surname. There's a radio presenter here called Ray Darcy. And his surname is D-apostrophe-A-R-C-Y. What a fucking punce. What do you need an apostrophe for there? Just get rid of it. How do you get an email address with an apostrophe? Now, you don't need it. So get rid of the apostrophe. Charles Nzogbia, he's got an apostrophe as well. And I don't like it. So I think Arsenal should um, take revenge on Wigan for my dislike of apostrophes and surname, uh, surnames by smacking about five goals past them. Although I quite like your man, the manager fella, Martinez. He's quite a good chap. I, I think he's got something about him. Uh, from a football management point of view, of course, before those of you with um, typically arse block minds run away with yourselves. So um, hopefully we can do the business. Sunday, half one against Wigan. I fancy a 4-2 Arsenal, uh, two goals for Bentner, one for Van Persie, and one for Theo Walcott. And I might put some money on that, which means I'm going to... I'm going to lose that money. But nevertheless, you never know. Surely you've got to get one bet right once in your life. Surely you would think so. Anyway, until next week's Sarscast, uh, talk to you all next week on the blog. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Hello everyone, Tony Adams here with another poem on the Arsecast. This week, the poem is entitled, Eventually, and it goes a little bit like this. Eventually, it had to happen. Arsenal's record obliterated at White Hart Lane. Aha, you cried, we have won, 2-1, we've won. But one is also a part of 1961. Remember that? You probably don't, actually. You call Saul Campbell and Arsene Wenger names. I can understand that, having not won for so many games. And remember, you can't spell Spurs without you. And you are cunts. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 